Foster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Democrats clamoring for new gun legislation in the aftermath of the Robb Elementary School massacre, but face Republican resistance. Texas Governor Abbott was heckled by his Democratic challenger for governor, former Congressman Beto O'Rourke, who got tossed out of the governor's press conference on the Uvalde shooting. The neck-and-neck U.S. Senate race out in Pennsylvania headed for a recount with Dr. Oz leading Dave McCormick by less than a 1,000 votes. Ukraine responds to former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger's remark that they should give concessions to Russia to end the three-month-old war. Record high gas prices are stopping what AAA says will be a record number of Americans from traveling this Memorial Day weekend. I should say not stopping. Here's your top five at five. Democratic lawmakers down in Washington, D.C., clamoring for new gun legislation in the aftermath of the Uvalde Elementary School shooting. However, U.S. Senate leaders are holding off on any new proposals, although some GOP legislators support red flag laws. On the Senate floor yesterday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York railed against his GOP colleagues, whom he is accusing of bowing to pro-gun groups. Please, 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 damn it. Put yourself in the shoes of these parents for once. Maybe that thought. Putting yourself in the shoes of these parents instead of in the arms of the NRA in the 50s. might let you wriggle free from the vice-like grip of the NRA. In the 50-50 Senate, a united Democratic caucus would need GOP support to reach the 60 votes needed to advance legislation. 19 elementary school students and two teachers died Tuesday when 18-year-old Salvador Ramos allegedly opened fire at the Robb Elementary School. He was shot and killed by a law enforcement officer. Former Congressman Beto O'Rourke heckled Texas Governor Greg Abbott Wednesday as the governor was speaking about Tuesday's massacre at the Robb Elementary School. O'Rourke, who is running to unseat the Republican governor, interrupted Abbott as he finished speaking at a press conference. This is totally predictable. When you- Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. An uproar ensued. Those on the stage, including Texas Senator Ted Cruz, began to heckle back at O'Rourke after O'Rourke was escorted out of the auditorium. He proceeded to speak to the news media, criticizing Abbott for not supporting red flag laws, gun storage laws, and an outright ban on AR-15s and AK-47s. It is absolutely wrong. In fact, it is insane. The governor talks about mental health. It is insane that we allow an 18-year-old to go in and buy an AR-15. What the hell did we think he was going to do with that? This one is on us. Governor Greg Abbott revealed in the press conference where he was heckled that the gunman sent a message on Facebook just a half hour before the shootings. Ramos wrote, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. In a follow-up post, he added, I shot my grandmother, according to Abbott. The grandmother was last reported in critical condition. The boy's grandfather has publicly stated that he was not aware his grandson purchased weapons. 
It remains a cliffhanger out in Pennsylvania for the U.S. Senate primary nod. The race is headed for a recount. One-tenth of one percent of a point separates Trump-endorsed Dr. Mehmet Oz and hedge fund manager Dave McCormick. Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman said Wednesday that she will issue a formal declaration ordering county elections boards to begin the recount. Here's Chapman talking about the election. There are so many issues that are happening at one time. So we're doing the best to be as responsive as possible at the Department of State and to work with counties to support them and try to give them clear guidance on what to do in the midst of all of this rapidly changing um, litigation and things happening hour by hour. Under Pennsylvania election law, a recount is mandated when elections are within a half of eight percentage margin of votes cast. McCormick has also filed a lawsuit request that mail-in and absentee ballots without date stamps be counted. Counties must begin recounting no later than June 1st and finish by June 7th. A Ukrainian military person has given what he called a polite reply to former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger's suggestion that Ukraine should be prepared to cede some territory to Moscow in order to reach a peace deal. Aleski Goncharenko, a Ukrainian member of parliament, told CNBC on Wednesday. I think that Mr. Kissinger... Uh, still lives in 20th century, 20th century, and we are in 21st century, and we are not going to give up any inch of our territory. And that would be the worst signal to Putin. Kissinger, who was a former U.S. national security advisor, caused a stir earlier this week when he suggested that Ukraine should be prepared to cede some territory to Russia in order to reach a peace deal with Moscow. Ukraine's President Zelensky has ruled out ceding any land to Russia. Well, as Americans kick off the unofficial start of summer, motorists face record high gas prices with inflation at a 40-year high under the Biden administration. The national average, $4.59 a gallon. And out in California, a gallon of gas has skyrocketed to $7.25 at nine stations, according to Gas Buddy and AAA, higher than anywhere else. Economist Severin Bornstein of the University of California, Berkeley, told CBS News California prices. He called them a mystery gasoline surcharge, alluding to price gouging, along with other factors. Most of the increase has come from crude oil prices going up, and that's because world demand has been coming back quite strongly from the pandemic. And supply hasn't caught up even before Russia attacked Ukraine. AAA predicts an 8% jump in travel this Memorial Day weekend, despite the high prices. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy today, high 66, light winds to 13 miles per hour, some drizzle or light rain overnight, cloudy, the low 64, and tomorrow, cloudy, the high 72, some morning drizzle, and a 50% chance of a shower or thunderstorm till very early afternoon. Right now, we have 54 degrees, partly cloudy skies here in the city. Donald Trump announced on Wednesday that he still intends to speak at the National Rifle Association's annual meeting in Houston later this week, just two days after a gunman killed at least 19 students and two teachers in Texas. The NRA event about 300 miles from Uvalde, Texas, where the mass shooting at Robb Elementary occurred Tuesday. Trump in the past has criticized President Biden over Second Amendment rights. Here he is on Fox News last year. You're going to see packing the courts. You're going to see the biggest tax increase in history. You're going to see the Second Amendment just absolutely obliterated. 
Governor Greg Abbott and Senator Ted Cruz are also expected to attend the NRA gathering in Houston. Trump Wednesday also expressed his condolences in the aftermath of the Uvalde shooting. He extended his grief and sorrow for the victims of the mass slaughter. President Joe Biden's nominee to run the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives vowed that he would not be influenced by political considerations. Steve Dettelbach made the remark during a Senate confirmation hearing on Wednesday as the nation's attention was focused on the gun violence following the massacre at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. In remarks before the committee, Dettelbach addressed the school shooting. The pain that those families and really the whole community and all of us feel, uh, but especially those families, is just unimaginable to me. I think for me and for many last night was a night where parents everywhere hugged their kids just a little bit harder at the end of the day. I know I did. Dettelbach could be confirmed in the Senate without any GOP votes if all Democrats vote in favor and Vice President Harris breaks a tie. Former nominee Dave Chapman, a gun violence prevention advocate, was pulled from consideration due to opposition from the Second Amendment activist crowd. Senator Angus King of Maine had signaled to the White House that he would oppose the nomination, citing the opposition from constituencies in his home state. A new political action committee has launched a call to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024. The Ready for Now PAC is led by Ed Rollins, who was Ronald Reagan's campaign chair in 1984, the year he won a landslide victory and clinched 49 states. And Lillian Rodriguez-Baz, an appellate attorney and conservative activist. The Florida governor spoke to Fox News' Dan Beningo about the Biden administration's failure to address rising gas prices. They are intentionally reducing our ability to produce oil and gas here in the United States. They will beg OPEC for more oil. They'll beg Maduro for more oil. Uh, I guess uh, Maduro's oil isn't global warming, but American is. I mean, it's nonsense. It's ideology, but it's very destructive, and people are getting absolutely hammered with gas prices. The draft committee is unaffiliated with DeSantis himself and is now working to amass an army of supporters to convince DeSantis to run for president. The group says they are moving in on DeSantis since former President Donald Trump has not yet announced his candidacy. And the group has launched a petition online for supporters to sign to draft DeSantis to run for the presidency. The DHS secretary has issued a plea to Congress to do more to address the border crisis. DHS Department of Homeland Security is monitoring up to 50,000 migrants waiting in Mexico to cross the southern border of the United States per day. A federal judge ruled against the Biden administration and kept Title 42 in place. The Trump era policy turns back the migrants due to COVID concerns. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas warned that as many as 18,000 migrants could cross the border daily, calling on Congress to do more to address the crisis. We inherited a broken and dismantled system that is already under strain. It is not built to manage the current levels and types of migratory flows. Only Congress can fix this. Yet we have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the United States and interdicted more drugs and disrupted more smuggling operations than ever before. Despite Title 42 staying in place, border towns in Arizona and Texas have seen a surge in migrant crossings over last weekend. Texas Governor Abbott has said 
He'll deliver 450 busloads of migrants to Washington, D.C., to press the Biden administration to do more to address the crisis. Well, desperation by Russia as Ukraine reports that one-third of their military has been killed in the three-month-old war on Ukraine. Russian lawmakers on Wednesday passed legislation eliminating the existing age limit on serving in the Russian military. Retired Colonel and ABC contributor Steve Ganyard gives his analysis on why Russia has lost so many generals and other top military in the war. So there have been an extraordinarily high number of Russian generals killed. That suggests several things. One, it suggests that the generals need to be at the front lines to ensure that their troops are conducting the battle plan in the way that they want. But that also suggests a lack of confidence in their troops if they need to be that far forward with that many senior folks. Russian military service had previously been limited to those between 18 and 40 years old. The new legislation removes the upper limit, although it has not yet been signed into law by Russia's President Vladimir Putin. Former 19 Kids and Counting star Josh Duger was sentenced to 151 months or 12 years and seven months in prison Wednesday for receiving and possessing child porn from the deep web. One of the disgraced reality star's previous charges was dismissed without prejudice. Here's U.S. Attorney David Clay Falks as the sentencing was announced. It's important to note that there are reminders around us every day, tragic and stark reminders about how important it is for us to protect our children, the most vulnerable members of our communities. And I think on days like today, it's easy for us to to look at that as an insurmountable task. Duger, the eldest of 19 children, caused the reality show 19 Kids and Counting to be canceled following revelations of alleged sexual impropriety. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Guess who's back with sports? It's me. Justin Ellick. That's my name, Deb. Oh, Thank you very goodness. much. Well, hello. I almost forgot it. Uh, you know, I went away for about a week and a half. I almost forgot my own name. Isn't that funny how that works? Anyways, I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Mets dropped just their second series of the still young MLB season with a 9-3 loss to the Giants yesterday in the rubber match of their three-game set in San Francisco. All nine runs for San Fran came in the first two frames and proved enough to bury a sputtering Mets offense that managed three sporadic runs to the tune of just five hits. Evan Longoria went deep twice for the Giants, and Jock Peterson smashed his fourth long ball in two games and route to the Giants' win, and New York will try and pick up the pieces come this weekend against Philadelphia after a breather tonight. As for the Yankees, suddenly it seems like some of their biggest stars are now absent to injury or illness, but the role players held their own in Baltimore again last night, capping off another series win for the Bombers with a 2 to nothing win in their finale with the O's. A new face was on the bump for the pinstripes as youngster J.P. Sears pitched five very solid innings to win his first career start. Pair that performance with the shutdown work of the lesser-known Yankees relievers and two measly runs from the offense would be enough to seal a victory. Miguel Andujar took advantage of a rare start, going two for three, including this RBI single in the fourth inning. Runner goes from first, line drive, it's a base hit to left field. Judd scores, Torres will move to third. It's an RBI single for Andujar, and the Yankees lead 1-0. 
That call courtesy of Michael K. and the Yes Network. The Yanks will carry the series win into a highly anticipated four-game set in Tampa Bay against the second-place Rays. Bombers currently hold a four-and-a-half game lead over Tampa Bay in the AL East. Tonight's opener will see Nestor Cortez toe the rubber against Tampa's Ryan Yarborough at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time. A quick update on a couple of playoff scores as we wrap up here on the hardwood. Celtics grab a three games to two series lead over the Heat with a 93-80 win in Miami. As for the ice, the Blues close the gap a bit in Colorado with a 5-4 win over the Avalanche. That series will head back to St. Louis with Colorado holding a three games to two lead. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update. I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today. Our high 66, light winds to 13 miles per hour. A little drizzle or light rain overnight. A possibility. Cloudy skies, the low 64. Tomorrow, cloudy. The high 72. Morning drizzle with a 50% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm until very early afternoon. And right now we have 54 degrees, partly clear skies in the city. Frank Morano, standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning following a higher close yesterday on Wall Street. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial gained 191 points. The S&P 500 added 37 points. And the Nasdaq jumped by 170 points. Mortgage lenders are scrambling to survive huge drop-offs in the number of loan refinancings with demand drying up as interest rates rise. Mortgage giants, including Wells Fargo and Company and Rocket, have trimmed staff this spring. And online lender Better.com has laid off or offered buyouts to about half of its workforce since last year. While home prices continue to rise and Americans are still buying houses... The drop-off in refinancing activity comes as a huge blow because it makes up the bulk of U.S. mortgage originations throughout the pandemic. Chinese companies are already preparing to cash in on monkeypox by developing test kits and vaccines after profiting hugely from the COVID pandemic. Several laboratories have started making nucleic acid test kits for the virus, which is spreading around the world with more than 200 confirmed cases. China has not yet recorded any infections, but their experts believe a vaccine could be developed within a year. Dutch Prime Minister Mark Root said there is a limit to what a government can do to help amidst surging inflation. Speaking at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Root told CNBC that the Dutch government would help people on lower and lower middle class incomes with their rising energy bills. However, he added that the West will be poorer because of the high inflation and energy costs. Inflation hit 9.6% in the Netherlands in April, according to Dutch statistics body cbs i'm frank morano i'll be back at 1 a.m on the other side of midnight thanks frank looking at futures the dow down eight points at 32,068 the s&p 500 down four and three quarter points the nasdaq has fallen 52 and three quarter points gold's down two dollars 70 cents an ounce at 1,843 dollars 60 cents crude oil up 72 cents a barrel at 111 dollars five cents Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, along with the NYPD and schools Chancellor David Banks, held a briefing on public safety yesterday in the wake of the massacre, in the wake of the massacre at an elementary school in Texas. The tragedy in Uvalde, about 90 minutes west of San Antonio, came just days after another deadly mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. Mayor Adams noted that children are killing children and tried to mobilize parents with this call to action. 
We pour so much into our children. Our children mean everything to us. And it doesn't matter who you are, what state you live in. <clears throat> Yesterday, I'm sure you hugged your children a little harder, those of you who have children. Adams said that escalating gun violence is not beyond our control. The mayor hopes 10 senators get the courage to initiate changes in gun laws. Adams said he also hopes that the Supreme Court reevaluates the open carry law. Banks, meanwhile, said that there would be a meeting next week with union leaders to talk about safety measures. One possibility is locking school doors at the start of the school day and making parents and visitors buzz in for entry. Crime and COVID are blamed for Manhattan's low in-office occupancy rate, according to the latest data. New York City had an office occupancy rate of only 38.8% for the week that ended May 11th, and that is below the nationwide occupancy rate of 43.4%, according to data from Castle, which sells office access cards. Subway system safety was the largest obstacle in returning to the office, with 94% of respondents saying not enough is being done to address the issue, according to a study by the Partnership for New York City. Here is MTA Chair Jano Lieber. Over time, I believe that we will help with the mayor and the police commissioner's strategy to restore riders' sense of safety, which has been so harmed. Several incidents recently have sparked fear, including April's mass shooting at a subway station in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, the shove death of 40-year-old Michelle Go, and the random shooting death of Goldman Sachs employee Daniel Enriquez aboard the Q train on Sunday. The bling-bling bishop who showed up in a $350,000 Rolls Royce while wearing a Fendi blazer to negotiate the surrender of the suspect suspected subway shooter wanted for killing Goldman Sachs employee Daniel Enriquez is an ex-con who was jailed for five years for grand larceny and fraud before turning to his faith. Lamore Miller-Whitehead, founder of the Leaders of the Tomorrow International Church, went to the 5th Precinct in Lower Manhattan on behalf of suspected shooter Andrew Abdullah. At a press conference on Tuesday afternoon, beleaguered New York City Mayor Eric Adams revealed that he negotiated with Whitehead and told him to bring Abdullah in after Abdullah turned up at a legal aid office in Tribeca. Uh, thanks to the good work of the men and women and our partners in law enforcement, uh, we got him, and we got him in a way that he did not cause more injuries uh, to New Yorkers. Mayor Adams, of course, served as Brooklyn Borough president before becoming mayor. Whitehead is believed to have close ties with Adams due to his charity work. Whitehead is a former inmate who served five years at Sing Sing for multiple counts of identity fraud and grand larceny before his release in 2013. Since then, he has founded the Brooklyn-based ministry. New data shows New Yorkers are not only still flocking to Florida, but that the migration from New York City to the Sunshine State has actually accelerated and not slowed this year. Over 21,000 New Yorkers swapped their driver's licenses for the Sunshine State version during the first four months of this year. And that's a 12 percent increase from the same period last year. The 2022 totals are 55 percent higher than the first four months of the last pre-pandemic year of 2019. Mayor Adams has speculated that the Florida exodus would wane and that some evacuees would actually return once the city reopened. 
Here's the mayor during an event hosted by rapper ASAP Rocky. The end of the COVID-19 restrictions and the return of full-time schooling have so far failed to stem the outward tide. The Florida Department of Highway Safety says almost 62,000 New York State residents switched to Florida's driver's licenses last year, a figure on target to be surpassed this year if the current trend continues. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy today, are high 66 with winds to 13 miles per hour. A little drizzle or light rain overnight, cloudy, the low 64. Tomorrow's high is 72 with some morning drizzle and a 50% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm until about 2 in the afternoon. Right now, 54 partly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Another loss for New York City. LL Israel Airlines is on the move out of New York City down to Miami. The Israeli airline says the move of its headquarters will save a half million bucks a year on rent. The new rent down in Florida, just $90,000. The new headquarters will be located in a building which is owned by controlling shareholder Kenny Rosenberg. The company reported the move in its first quarter financial statement. The airline has plans to expand operations in the U.S. by adding more flights to more destinations. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.